Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday night on TBS from July the 18th, 1992. If you're listening to this on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button to subscribe to the channel. And uh, a happy new year, boys and girls, to everyone out there. It's time for another year of BTT. Now, this isn't the anniversary, but this is the first show that will drop in the new year. Should drop around January 3rd or 4th. However, in real time, we haven't gotten even to Christmas yet in DFW. So anyway, Doc, how are you? New year, same old, twisted, pathetic us, right? I'm so much new me that it's not even funny. That's, I mean, I'm all the way new. Ho, ho, ho. Happy New Year. Boy, you want to talk about something that's been just grounded into the dirt way too much as the new year new me although now people are giving out flowers for every goddamn thing known to man and what was those things you said the other day on when we were recording uh, great american uh, bash 92 uh, you, you threw in I'm, some zingers and we didn't have time to get to them i'm glad that we have the space to, to space. really have this conversation space. <laughs> or I mean, I don't know that you should be too upset. This is it'll be okay. This is just a season of life. <laughs> oh man! You know Space, who that doesn't have time flowers. for that? Poor, poor people, they're hungry, Bruh. <laughs> I die every time I hear someone talk about it's okay. This is a this is a proper space. Hey man, look, we all need help from time to time, right? And I'm not going to go into one of those ads for uh, therapy like a lot of podcasts do. I'm just legitimately saying we all need help from time to time. And you should talk to someone. Um, Mm -hmm, But don't mm -hmm. let these inspirational people who couldn't tie their shoes on a perfect day try to tell you what you need to be doing with your life. Go see a professional. Just like the wrestling business. Be wary and afraid of the hucksters out there that are trying to sell you a phony set of language and product and go get some go go to the true professionals boy and there are like a us. ton of hucksters out there but doc uh, b- before do, we get let me uh, ask let me, you something God, let I me get my one flip out of the way are you there i'm see when i keep see unlike you i try to allow you to to continue speaking when i take a breath sometimes i'm not even finish a thought you you jump in 
I try not to do that to you, but I see it's never reciprocated because then you always go, are you there? I'm here. Are you finished? Is this how we're going <laughs> to, is this what 2024 is going to be like? That uh, well, would it be any different than any other year? Uh, I guess. I know. I guess that's kind of defeating my point. Anyway, um, in real time, so this is a weird. This is a weird. What I'm gonna say is, so last night in real time. Why? Why do you even do this? It's gonna be irrelevant. It's a month from now. No, no, no. It's about the show. Oh. Last night in real time, it was December seventh. So y'all got to hear me talk about Dak and the Cowboys losing to the Eagles in a close game that, in hindsight, looks pretty good. Now, in real time for y'all here, we play the Eagles in about 60 hours. Sunday night football, big game, NFC East matchup. I feel good about this one. I think we are going to win it because we're at home. We're playing well. Um, But for all of you that are listening, I'm aware that there's probably some sort of untold catastrophe awaiting me. Cowboys related in the playoffs. You don't have to sit there. All oh, this move. We don't even know what's coming, bruh. It's been 25 years. I know <laughs> what's coming. <laughs> yeah. If you all can't the, predict let me just, now. let me just have a few expectations in the next few weeks when y'all don't hear from me about how good things are going, how great Dak looks, how he's going to win the MVP, how all this is going to come together for the first time in a quarter of a century. And let me live there. I need to live in that space. Live in that space. Wow. I, that's the space I need to live in right now. And so um, hopefully as you're listening to this, the Cowboys are still playing football and uh, I'm not driving around looking for a Burger King. Now, back to you as you were going <laughs> to say. To, you're looking for the Burger King. Well, first, uh, before we really get rolling, rolling, big time shout out to disrespectfully classy marky blassy mike children joe ice good old justin thank you for your generous support on patreon each and every month and being the biggest sponsors of this show and then a couple of new uh or patrons who um uh, re-upped ace driver billy g michael w who is a new hall of fame patron and james l thanks for becoming btt patrons james i think i got you last week but i couldn't quite remember thanks for becoming patrons and as i talk about the patrons out there remember the only way you can listen to the clash that dropped last week i'm sorry the great american bash that dropped last week from 1992 where sting battled vader and we crowned an nwa world tag team champion in the tournament is by going to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Great way to support the show. Get tons of extra content. There's 400 plus Patreon exclusive shows there, including the video versions that we do for each and every one of these episodes. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, hold Don on a Kai. second. I want to I put in an extra plug for the patron experience. Because if you're a patron, you're probably still laughing about um at the end of the show harper what makes harper mad jesus at christmas time and so if you're not a patron you won't know what makes hard body harper the superstar of all gulf coast and united states wrestling and worldwide podcasting what makes him angry at christmas lord only knows yeah if you're a patron you can sign up and hear that yeah. That's a tease right there. That's a tease right there. 
Yeah, that's boy, how you she, sell. That's how you sell shit, Mike. He, um, boy, at the very, and it was, it was at the, I was editing it last night. It was at the very, very end of it. The very, very end of it. Like it's like less than two minutes to go. He literally triggered himself and he he admitted it. He goes, God, yeah. (laughs) Nah, I triggered myself. So even the opera can get triggered. That's right. Nobody's above it. Now, uh, are we ready to talk about July 18th? We have Great American Bash fallout. We have a... Um, can you wait a second? I, I, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I like to talk about wrestling. Why are you holding me back? Because I have to properly get the video version started every that time. Was, that was the signal for you to do that. All right. Well, we're talking... As I, as I filibuster. I don't need you to filibuster. When I need you to filibuster, you don't. Uh, we're talking July 18th, 1992. This is the show after the Great American Bash, 1992, where, um, Doc, did you want to say anything now as I'm getting into it and we get the video version going? Seems like you're doing a great job, Michael. Well, so most of this week's show was taped on July 14th of 92 at Center Stage, except for the Liger-Armstrong match for the light heavyweight title, which was actually taped on July 6th of 92. Two-hour edition of Saturday Night. This copy we have, I had to track this down. This is why it's got all those commercials in it. But I'm just going to leave it at that. I had to find this because when I first was going through the files, we didn't have this episode. And a wonderful gentleman Uh-oh. who's helped us out in the past. This is not a Marecci file. Uh, uh, I, I won't say his name because I don't know if he would like for me to give it out on air. But there's a wonderful gentleman who helps me out in times like this whenever we are missing a uh, file here and there, which is not often. But... He was able to get me this, so thank you very much. So it does have all the commercials in it. The intro thank shows. Thank you, Deep Throat. Okay, the intro shows Vader versus Sting from the Great American Bash, and again, you can hear us break that down at tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt, where we will cover the event along with this pay per view and all the pay per views we've done through 1992, along with all the clashes as well. Uh, we do not get to see the finish of Vader versus Sting, but I think we all know who won. We then cut to center stage where Jim Ross welcomes us in. JR is hosting with Bill Watts. <sighs> more on that to come. Yeah, more on that to in come. I think I mentioned this on a previous episode, but I'm, I continue to be amazed by the fact that Doc, Bill Watts is 53 right here. He's not no. that much older than us right here. Uh, he, he looks well, a lot older than All I can say to that is I look good for my age. Man, you ain't the only one. Um, Boy, Bill Watts looks old. But, you know, Father Time does no jobs. Anyway, Doc, any thoughts on Watts and Jim Ross in the intro? They, they just, just a, fluff, a bunch of fluff. Nothing really to write home about. Yeah, he's got a lot of words. <sighs> Love to hear himself talk. Love to hear himself talk. We then go to Van Hammer versus Bob Cook. I'm going to be fair here in my assessment of Van Hammer. He's actually getting a great reaction from the fans. It's odd but there are a lot of kids there so i guess that's part of it and anyway i I don't have a ton from the match i'll talk about the finish in a second but doc let me throw to you what do you have from this opener five star matt classic that's a i bet mave delter gave it like 80 stars man my first reaction was he's still here yeah well i mean he's gonna be here for a long time i know and then my next note is, 
he's a garbage wrestler, bro. And I don't mean garbage in the garbage can sense. Just this is not. He's he gets a reaction because he looks like a million bucks and he's got carrying a guitar, and there's it's loud and fun. And you're at the show and you're a kid, but he ain't over. He gets a reaction. Yeah, I, it's it's weird. Like I said, the, the, there's tons of kids in the audience. I, I I don't know if it was some kind of event that they were running that night or if you came, but yeah, he gets a good reaction. You, yeah. Bob Cook's the better wrestler, though. Hundred <laughs> percent. Dude, he's in the ring with knows what he's doing more than him. <laughs> I mean, he's bumping all like over the one place. Of those comedy movies from the eighties and switch people, but keep bodies. Bob Cook would be the world champ. <laughs> yeah, Cook. Cook is the Cook is the one who's getting over here. Cook does uh, a really nice right hand. I'll say that. He's a he's... seasoned vet. So I'm gonna go to the finish unless you got something else. Oh, no, please get us out of this. So Van Hammer does the hammer stomp before he hits his finisher. And the fan, I mean, the fans are chanting, we will rock you. And I know they're not pumping this into the building that night at center stage. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're into this. Like, they're chanting it. And he hits the slingshot suplex and wins. Uh, Bob Cook escapes with his life. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Cook, is, Bob Cook might get the government cheese. Well, not the government cheese. Well, yeah, we can call it the government cheese if we want to. He might it's get the. It's our show. Uh, we can call it whatever the fuck we want. The toot toot award for this one. I'll leave it at that. All right. Any other thoughts before I keep going? No, sir. All right. So we're gonna fast forward. Go all the way to Jim Ross. We go to commercial. We come oh, back. Jim on. Ross. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I had a one commercial idea, but it's later. Um. So I'm sorry. I, I apologize for stepping in and stepping on your toes, Michael. Jim Ross and Bill Watts throw the footage of Vader versus Sting for the world title at the Great American Bash. Again, we talked about this a little while ago. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Go there and you can listen to us break that match down. The only thing I'll say here is what a great match it was. We we drooled over it after we watched it. It was fantastic, and you can hear us talk about it. Harper was on the pay-per-view, by the way. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. I didn't say it at the beginning of the show. We're um, you know, we're still moving things around with our schedule, so Harper's not going to be here today. Uh, but he was on the pay-per-view, so become a patron, and you can hear the hard body just have a great time. Actually, you did say he was on, now that I think about it, at the yeah. end when he triggered himself. Uh, Doc, <laughs> any thoughts on the, the replay of the footage or anything else? Let's be fair. If I'm my age at that time, I'm like, thanks. Y'all are showing me some pay-per-view action. But the other thing is, why do I need to order it if I can see it a week later? The key strokes of the... Because you got to understand, 20 29 bucks back then was a whole lot of money for me. So I'm making the decision, like, I don't, I can't just, like, today, I'd be like, Fuck that. Well, I'll watch it. I'll throw 30 bucks at it if I want to. Yeah. But back then, it would have been... Shit, what am I going to not have money for if I ordered this? So if I can see the main highlight reel a week later, I'll just do that. I think it was a huge mistake because we were just watching it here. I mean, they basically show the finish. That was always the allure of the Territory Wrestling Show is that you imagine what it looked like because you didn't get to see it. You had to pay to see it. The only one, the only, like, Lance and I have talked about this, man, like, Mid-South would show clips and it would be like floor shots from the floor camera of right. some of the big matches. 
the one thing about world class was not every single match from their big shows in the star Wars and Christmas and Thanksgiving, but they, they would mostly give you all of the key key matches. Like we saw a lot of matches in full, the cage match in 82 with Carrie and Rick, you know, the infamous, not infamous one, but the famous one where Gordy slams the door on Carrie's head. We got to see that in whole, like it, that wasn't held back. Um, well, but that's a different, slightly different aesthetic is you're setting up business. And so you need people to see that because it's going to fuel ticket sales. And, 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 and what I meant to what I didn't get to say there, that wasn't a pay-per-view. Right. Like that's the other part of it. So I, it was a premium so, live event. Jesus. There was no such thing back then, but okay. Oh. Um, but you didn't really get to see a ton of stuff. World class would do it, but again, those weren't pay per views that they showed. So a little, little bit different ball game. Now we talk about it. But good stuff. Again, tinyurlcom BTT. Doc, any thoughts before I continue? Please continue. We go to go to commercial. We come back, and Ron Simmons is going to take on Joe Cruz. You can tell from Watts' commentary that Simmons is about to get the rocket put on his back. He is promoting Simmons being the man and doing nothing but talking about how great Ron Simmons is. Watts also mentions, and we heard this on the pay-per-view, Simmons uh, will be in the NWA World Heavyweight Title Tournament. That's right. They did announce that there was going to be an NWA title tournament. Watts actually said, we got the belt back (laughs) from Flair. (laughs) He's referencing the big gold. (laughs) Uh, But there's going to be an NWA World Heavyweight Tournament title tournament so they just had a tag title tournament for the nwa belts now there's going to be a one for the single heavyweight tournament so anyway doc your thoughts on anything said there on commentary and ron simmons dominating joe cruz here yeah he's dominant he's great and my note here was does watts ever shut the fuck up i mean he he, they might as well get if this is what we're going to do jr should at least get to take a vacation and go to a beach somewhere and sit and sip a drink and get get a you know, mental vacation, the, you know, the the space to relax because watch just talks and talks and talks. This is, this is, you know how people will say Watts came back and didn't realize like times had changed. It won't, you know, from the time he was out of wrestling until he's back here in 92. So, so the thing that, the thing about this that I don't think is going to come through in, in the early eighties and mid eighties when Watts has mid South on fire, he's one, he's not dealing with a corporation. He's dealing with a territory wrestling program and he was really good on commentary. He would do this in the early and mid eighties too, the way he did commentary, but it was so different. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. You know, the real thing that bothers me. What? If he would have had the humility and mindset to just evolve a tiny bit, it would have really worked. Because there's a lot about this show right now that I really, really enjoy, and more about that in a minute. But there's a lot of things that I think are happening that are actually really interesting and good and entertaining. Mm-hmm. But he he's trying to copy and paste his past into this, and it just doesn't work for me. But there's yeah. a lot of things that are true that he knows that are true axioms of the business, things that just don't change, 
that he's implementing that I like. But his commentary, the top rope, I don't give a shit about mats or no mats. I don't give a fuck. My, my whole thing is what I would do, and this isn't going to be him either, does the talent give a shit? Because if there's things that don't really matter and the talent wants it, that's a win, win to give them something. But these two things really bother me. So anyway, I'm sorry. I, I, I rant over. I apologize. Well, New Year. the thing is, someone, you know, people are going to say, well, well, Mike, but you praise him in Mid-South. It was so different. It was different because he was dealing with, one, a much smaller roster. One, he's dealing with a, a smaller geographic region. I know he tried the UWF, but that failed. So mm-hmm. I, I don't even want to give that credence to say, well, he was on a national platform. Yeah, he was, but he it wasn't successful. And maybe it's because the territories were all dying. I don't know. But look, Watts was good in Mid-South on commentary. The difference was, since it was smaller, it wasn't that hard for him. And it was only a one-hour show. He could tell the stories he wanted to tell. And it was more centralized. He just, he didn't have to cover two hours of material every single week. Not only two hours. You got to remember, there's also, during this time, you got main event. You know, you, you got worldwide. Like, there's more shows than just this. So, he could do it on just the one hour of Mid-South TV and it didn't feel like it was overkill. Plus, again, he was the one booking every goddamn thing there. So like he knew he had an answer for everything. Everything made sense. For whatever reason here, it's just like he's talking to hear himself talk. And he and I never got that impression usually in Mid-South. And there's times I would be like, okay, Watts is full of shit. I called him out when he said um, uh, Mil Moscaris came in and he had the no, no top rule in Mid-South. And Mil, and Mil comes in and he's doing the top, he jumps off the top rope. And Watts says some bullshit like, he's not jumping onto his opponent, he's he's leaping, he's falling down. What? Then uh, Lanny Poffo came in. He Did he suck his own dick? I wasn't there. I couldn't tell you. Uh, maybe you should you ask Cornette that. know that there was all that. kinds of sexual problems, you know, craziness going on in Mid-South. I just thought maybe that was part of it. If you've never heard people, there's the rumor out there that uh, Lanny could service himself. Like, Doc's not trying to make a stupid joke here. It's like a real thing. Oh, I am. Trust me, I am. Lanny used to be able to evidently Filate bend his himself. back and, and service himself. Filate. Lanny does a backflip. I'm sorry. It was a moonsault technically, but it really did look like a backflip. And I can't remember what Watts said. He was like, he just leaped. He just, he didn't land on his opponent. He made some excuse. So like I called out Watts' bullcrap even back then when he would say something stupid. Okay. So hey, you, you, right down the middle, bro. But now, yeah, it's overkill. He, he just likes to hear himself talk. And you made a great point. The difference too is back then when he was doing it, he was doing that before JR was a mainstay, and he would do that when Boyd Pierce was his uh, quote-unquote color commentator, depending on who you want to say is the play-by-play, even though it's Bill. So Boyd Pierce would be like, all right, everybody, welcome to Mid-South Wrestling. I'm here with uh, expert commentator Bill Watts. Bill? He'd turn it over to Bill, and Bill would talk for 45 minutes, you know, because minus commercials. So, but that's a different world. JR is, at this point in 92, a polished play-by-play commentator so i know completely run over run over so i know jr is probably like 
I wish he was. I, I, I wouldn't be here without him, but man, shut the fuck up, Bill. That's exactly what I bet JR was thinking during this time. Because JR has JR has now gotten the experience. He's and not has an ego and has an ego that comes with that. There's an ego that comes with that, but JR is not the same JR the last time no. he worked for Watts. He's no, just simply not at not. all. And Watts, I bet you the thing is, I bet you Watts never realized or even thought about that at this time. He just figured, 100%. oh, this is young JR. Yep. All right. Uh, I got to play this promo after this match when Ron Simmons wins. All right. junk, it is Junkyard Dog. Oh, it's Junkyard Dog. And uh, let's go to that now. Here it is. It's Cowboy Bill Watts here with a Junkyard Dog and JYD. Big Van Bader, the new world's heavyweight champion. I know that you'd like to have the opportunity to go against him one-on-one. Well, you know, he can't say, take nothing from Van Vader. He is not a world heavyweight champion. And he took the championship from a good man with sustain. And like I said time and time again, every dog needs the bone that you own. And Van Vader, don't think that you're big, too big of a bone because the dog is looking for you also. Dog recently during the Great American Bash Tour in Macon, Georgia, a very bizarre situation occurred involving you and Mr. Hughes. Tell us about it in your own words. Well, you know, I was when I tried to save uh, Dustin Rose and Terry Taylor was involved in the match and I got into it. And all of a sudden, Mr. Hughes came out and Mr. Hughes started getting it on with the junkyard dog. And I did what I do best. And it's just take it naturally to him. And I headbutted the man. And the glasses went into his eye. Big, big Mr. Hughes went down and I did. I stopped. I was panicked because anytime a man get hurt and I know a man have a family just like I do. I felt sort of bad about it. So I discontinued what I was doing, and I called for the people to come out the back and come out and help Mr. Hughes. So what do you think it's going to lead to, dog, with Mr. Hughes' situation? We know that uh, he's got a patch over his eye. Have you had any conversation with him at all? You know, I talked to the man, and uh, he told me anytime that I need help, if I needed anything, to look for him in heaven. But like I said, I'm looking for Vader. Mr. Hughes, I wish you all the luck in the world, and I'll be looking to get with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with more on TBS right after this. Quick timeout. This is dumb. This, so I, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just got triggered in my mind. I think this is when they briefly pair up Hughes and Dog, and Hughes comes back as the big cat, I, I think. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, think this is, I think this is what we're seeing here. Um, I didn't realize it happened at this point, but I think that's what, what they're doing here. Okay. It's dumb. And, right. and Hughes... If you listen to Hughes on uh, Bradshaw and, and um, oh God, what's the name of the show? Briscoe and Bradshaw. Yeah, Briscoe and, Br- Briscoe and, and it Bradshaw. was a really good interview. We both listened to it, and Mr. Hughes came across as a knowledgeable fella. It's worth a listen. And uh, I'm going to say this. He deserves better right now. So if we're going to praise Watts for what he does with Ron Simmons here, we we also need to take away his flowers Mm. Give me those flowers. The way, the way he does, Mr. Hughes. Well, we can only have one uh, superstar black athlete. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. Somebody's this dude gonna is hear over. That. Somebody's going to hear me say that and get all triggered. Like it's not sarcasm. It, it it's it's so ridiculous. Like so okay. so very ridiculous. You got he you got you got Ron Simmons. Don't get me deserves everything he gets. He's about to get here. And you got Mr. Hughes, who all of us have said, God damn, man, they rehabilitated him with that gimmick. And this is what we're going to do with him. Just watch. Just watch. More on that as we go through the months okay. to come. Nah, Mr. Yeah, Hughes just... is for the kids. <laughs> 
So the next match, we go to commercial and come back. We go to DDP and Vinny Vegas versus Joey Mags and Johnny Rich. I guess we got, feels like a little Smoky Mountain flair in here. Uh, Nash, uh, I had my, my note from this because it's not a long match. Nash. Uh, I'm sorry. Hughes. I'm sorry. Vegas. <laughs> Looks Kevin? like he's he, Kevin. Yeah. He looks slimmer, or maybe it's the black singlet. I don't know. He doesn't look as 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 big as he did when he first got here, and I don't know. Maybe it's the singlet because he's just got a black singlet on and pants. So anyway, this is funny seeing these two here tagging during this era. Yeah, you know, these days Diesel has a lot of opinions about today's wrestlers, and I just with any wrestler that he's busting on, I just break out this tape. And go look at you. I'm trying to earn a living here. Yeah, I, I like Kevin Nash. I just think like some of his takes. The one I haven't listened to it, but like his take on L.A. Knight. I think you told me he was. He called him a stone cold ripoff. You know, I, 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 I don't. I get why he says it, but dude, the man's just that, trying to earn a living. Helping? Yeah, yeah. What's it helping? And okay, there's so. there's far there's far worse things to be critical of than L.A. Knight. And there's nothing to criticize. A guy 39 about that. years old that's paid his dues, that's trying to make it in this business. Right. A guy who's right. fought through some questionable creative. He ought to know about that. Him being yeah. Kevin Nash, and it's like, dude, come on. Yeah, especially it's dude. This dude had to fight through Oz and the Master Blaster gimmick. Like, what? Why are you being critical of this dude? Who it's not like he's twenty one years old and they hated the world to him. You know why? Because his buddies are in creative and he ain't gonna point the finger there. I, I guess, but that that even in itself, That's the truth. Is, yeah, it, it's unfortunate. Is is the word? Is the I, it word? It is unfortunate. For. You know, do better in twenty twenty four, Kevin Nash. That's all I'm saying. Do better. You you're trying to be funny, but it is really <laughs> unfortunate because I like Kevin Nash, man. I I I I, I like Kevin Nash. <laughs> And just for him to be critical of L.A. Knight is just, there's no reason for it. Okay, there's so no in this match, it. we find out from Jr. He gets a, he slides in here for a second mm-hmm. and lets us know that Steamboat is injured. Bonnie must need him at home for the summer. <laughs> You're Come, on. Come on. Bonnie um, and the little lizard. Yeah, hey, the lizard got out. Can you come home and find it? Rick Rude called that poor kid a little lizard. Man, come on. Sea <laughs> yeah. of a wife and the little lizard. What? So, dis- that so was- disrespectful. By the way, I believe I saw that yesterday in real time, our world would have been Rick Rude's 65th birthday. That doesn't seem old at all. It's not old at all. What am I saying? Damn. So you would he- have never guessed watching this match that five, six years later, the heel tag team here would be main event and things. No, not at all. Not at all. Even when we saw DDP versus Sting, you know, a couple months, uh, you know, a month or so ago. Like, I'm going to tell you, we see Austin and you're like, dude, it's there. You look at these two and it ain't there. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's not there. Okay. I mean, you would even borderline say if they would have never gone on to what they did, you would even maybe have said, boy, this is, this is bad. Who are these two? Like you, you just said that, but because they ended up <laughs> main eventing and holding some titles, some very legitimate ones, you're like, wow, okay. But no, you wouldn't see it. Anything else, Doc? No, sir. 
So DDP with a nice move on Mags. Vegas uh, with a flying shoulder tackle. DDP then drops a, the big leg drop, Hogan leg drop, and Vegas. And um, DDP win. And that's that. Now we're going to go to a promo from these two. And it's nothing spe- special, but it kind of gave me a chuckle. Here it is. We are talking to the winners, the Vegas Connection, Diamond Dallas Page, with Big Van Vader as the heavyweight champion of the world. You guys got that big money from Vegas behind you, and there's no bigger money than being the heavyweight champion of the world. i tell you what, I want to sit out to the Big Van Vader myself. But hey, baby, let's talk about something for a second. Diamond Dallas Page told the world that there was nothing he couldn't do. As a color commentator, I was unbelievable. As a manager, I was the greatest of all time in my right big man. And... When you're six foot five, 252 pounds of chiseled stone and BA double D bad to the bone, you belong in the ring. Am I right, big man? No, you are. You know, the Vegas connection's got a lot of things going for it. We got more energy than the neon in Vegas. But let me tell you something. Already, we look too good, we got problems. Word on the street, junkyard dog, you got a problem with this. They say every dog has his day. Let me tell you something. You're holding the cards. We're calling it. You got a pair of twos. Hey. We're holding the Royal Straight Flush, baby. We're going to call. We're going to call your hand in the ring. Hey, JR, you know what they say? Deuces never loses. But when you got a guy six foot ten, 303 pounds, good God, and DDP, Vinny V and DDP, we are going to now dominate tag team wrestling here in World Championship Wrestling. And anybody... Who gets in the ring with us? This is what it's going to be like. Heads we win, tails you lose. That's right. Certainly no shortage of confidence here, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll be back right after this timeout. These two are going to be main eventing on Nitro and pay-per-views. Okay, so. <laughs> That's incredible, me, man. So we need to get uh, Nash over to the power plant or wherever we're doing this for promo class. Maybe Watts and Dusty ought to stop cutting promos themselves and teach this kid how to talk. DDP can talk. He just don't know how to yet. But I did like their tagline at the end. They should stick with that. That was funny. As we win, tails you lose. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Just another small observation. People are going to be like, what? At the beginning of the match, when they walk to the ring, you know, DDP is chomping on some gum. He mm-hmm. puts the gum on the top of the one of the ring posts. Ugh. In hold on, in this promo, he's got the gum back in his mouth. So I, know. I, was, I was like, this dude took took the gum out, put it on the ring post, and then started chewing on it after they won. Ugh. Oh boy! All right. Ugh. Any other thoughts, Doc? This is oof. Oh oof. my god. Yeah, oof. All right, I'll keep going. Uh after the after the promo, we go to commercial. We come back and we're going to get a uh Jushin Thunder Liger versus Brad Armstrong match. Now, Brad is the light heavyweight champion, but this is non-title. Um and they only give him 10 minutes to work the match. So Doc, I have I have a timestamp before a couple of them actually, but I have one where JR is throwing a little shade, trying to get people to call the hotline. I thought I'd play that for the people. Sure, go Uh, ahead. All right, let's go to it. Here it is. Fans, if you 
Wonder what Rick Flair, Lex Luger, and Sid Vicious have in common other than they don't wrestle in WCW any longer. And I'd like for you to call my wrestling hotline. we got some big news until midnight tonight. A lot of things happened also after the... <laughs> I, I wish... I wish I had tape footage of the hotline from this week. I'd, I'd love to know what shade he threw at those three other... I mean, because he... They, Look, if you're a wrestling fan, you know they don't work there, obviously. But what did he add to that? I'd love to know. Mm. Joel Crankmaster out there knows, and he he could tell us. Uh, gross. I bet you he was calling all them hotlines. Oh, yeah. Like, what's up, what's up? Anyway, I any mean, thoughts on uh, that bit of commentary right there? Uh, there's, there's another reference later from Watts, to be honest. Okay, during this match? No. Oh, okay. During okay. the show. So let me go to you and just ask what you have from this one. This okay. Match. Um, Brad. It's Brad non-title, hair, by the way. Yeah, Brad Armstrong's hair is crossed over into just being terrible. He's got a full dichotomous mullet where it's short on top and just. Achy breaky in the back, big mistakey in the back. And he looked better in 1986 when he just had long hair. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. It's awful. Um, lots of arm bars here. Uh, I'm like, let's get to the flips and the dives, bro. Uh, my other question was, who's the heel? There's not one. Okay. And then at 5025. I wanted you to show a sequence. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Went too far. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Darn. All right. uh, Look at this. 54. We're at this shit was a big deal here. Today, it's an opening spot. You want to tell the people what they're seeing? No, you tell them. You describe the action better than I do. Well, Liger hits a, like a slide kick through the ropes. under Like in between the first and second rope, he... It's like a drop kick, but through the ropes because Brad is on the floor. And you're right, like it was a that, big deal. That, that luchador kicked that little fella off. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, that that will forever be funny. Even it my was, wife, who who my wife hates it because she thinks it's it's making fun of like little people. She but when she, she stops she'll laughing, still she goes, "Y'all are dumb." Yeah, no, she's shaking her head and she's kind of laughing, but she's mad mm-hmm. because we're laughing so much. I'm like, right. that dude's earning an honest living. I mean, what's the problem here? Correct. Yeah. But uh, that, that it, like, here's the thing, Doc. The fucking, here, here's a problem. At least when you have a heel in the ring, you can do something where the ref supposedly gets distracted and doesn't see one of these guys coming off the top rope. You got a light heavyweight title in place, but we're not supposed to do any top rope moves. Yeah. And I'm not looking for a spot fest. I don't want to see some bung yucks bullshit. I'm not looking for this cartoon arcade crap we see nowadays where it's, you know, everything planned out. I don't want that. But to quit, this is the point where it's like this in Mid South where the top rope rule works there mm-hmm. for what it is because it's a big man territory mostly and they they knew how to work around it. 
um, mostly because it was a big man territory. Even though you did have small guys, you, they didn't. It was just a completely different environment. This is just a. It doesn't work, bro. We've we've at this point. I heard Arn say on his show when he covers the Bill Watts, Bill Watts coming in from June of 1992. He's like, if Bill Watts comes in, we never got that Liger Pillman match. Was it Wrestle War? Um, I can't remember which pay-per-view exactly what, but Liger and Pillman work a fantastic match mm-hmm. in one of those pay-per-views. And, and, and Arn's like, if Bill is there, we never would have seen that match. We never would have got that match. That match was phenomenal. It didn't look like arcade bull crap that we see today, but it was fantastic. These guys can't do that because they're baby faces and they'd be bumping a ref or doing something to distract the ref. They 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 can't do the things that make that would have made this 10 minute time limit draw great. And that's my note on this. And that's because of Bill Watts. Hard to argue, brother. Now, that that slide kick through the rope was really good. They do work towards a finish. Did you have anything before I go to that? No, I think I'm at the I'm at the end, bro. So it was non-title, which I hate. It's, bu- it's bullshit. Yeah, I just hate it. I don't and watch preseason. The, what killed me is it's non-title, but they go to a time limit draw because they only had 10 minutes. So there's a bunch of false finishes near the end of the match, which was Great. kind of exciting. I kind of, I mean, I didn't have a problem with that because things sped up. They're lightweights. That's what you want to see happen. But in the end, the time expires and there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. So is anyway. it a surprise that this is booked horribly? You know, not really. Right. It's disappointing, but Jeez, Snake, thing, why did you bite me? I'm a well, snake. the thing is, like, I, the thing that kills me is Watts knows how to book small guys. He's also I mean, trying he, to make a point and get himself like, I'm the sheriff here. So there's no telling what all he's doing behind the scenes to try to make sure that everybody knows he's the dominant personality. Dude, you... I know you listened to that episode, but that's exactly what Arn Anderson said about. I did not listen to that episode in all honesty. And I had no idea. That's what he said. So, you know, we talked about the 10 commandments of Bill Watts when he comes into WCW. Arn said, you know, they were talking about the, the finding the guys and the, the being late, you know, not showing up an hour before, uh, guys. He talked about the guys going over the top rope or, or going on the floor he was like, look, man, he said at the end of the day, Watts is, Watts is finding people and getting on people, not because it was a problem, but because he could, because he was a tyrant and he just wanted to show people I'm the boss. That And, and when you want to know why I get pissed off at Bill Watts during this era, it's because of that. It's like, yeah. and it goes back to what you said. What problem are we trying to solve here? We're not 100%. trying to prob- we're not trying to solve a problem. We just want to be a dick head, but we can be a dickhead of a boss. Well, and then the other problem is is that he's probably and over time this would have come out. The his bosses want to compete with the WWE. He doesn't believe he's doing the same thing as WWE, so there's not a real point in competing directly. 
that would be a problem long term. And then there's a thing I brought up at the clash where he said he told TBS, don't pay me a salary. Just pay me what I save you, which that statement from Arn Anderson infuriated me to no end. Because now you're being incentivized. Not that Arn did anything. If you weren't on the here, I'll tell you. It was on the clash. We talked about Arn said, Bill told TBS, don't pay me a salary. Just pay me off of what I save you. So basically, Bill is being incentivized to make all these cuts because what he saves them, they will pay him. So if he saves them a million dollars in a year, and I don't know what the number ended up being. I'm sure somebody out there can speculate and tell me. My point is, whether it's two, 300 grand a year in 1992 or 800 grand or a million bucks, if he's incentivized to cut salaries because he's going to get a, that salary, then I would be cutting salaries nonstop. Everybody's because, fired. Yeah. That's so like it's, that old, uh, that's like that, it almost sound like Harper here. That's like that uh, movie, Major League, where um, she cuts like the hot water to the showers and they're like, wait, what? Yeah. We don't even care about the product on the field anymore because we're just trying to save money. Right. Which, if you do that long enough, then there's going to be no more product on the Drips field. it all down. Right. It just You just, the, the, the spigot ends at some point, bro. There's a difference between these penny wise and pound foolish. Yep. Let's go now to Johnny B. Bad, who comes out, and he's going to cut a promo, and uh he tickles me to death, so here it is. And Johnny, I've got to ask you a question. With Big Van Vader as the new heavyweight champion of the world, how do you think that left hook of yours would affect that big man? Oh, hush, Jimmy. I said to myself, self, if I ever hit that Big Van Vader with my tutti frutti, I think that I would kick his booty. All right, I know that you've got your sights set on the light heavyweight championship. Brad Armstrong is a great champion. What do you think about your division right now? It's as competitive as ever. I'll tell you, Jimmy, the light heavyweight division is the greatest division of all time because you got the high flyers, you got some fast moves, and you got some of the greatest wrestlers in the world. The greatest athletes and the greatest wrestlers are in world championship wrestling, and the light heavyweight division is a fantastic division. But let me say one thing. Jushin Liger and Brad Armstrong, you're good wrestlers, but I'm a bad man! All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you hear it from Johnny B. Bad. Let's go back up to Tony Gillum. I really wonder when Watts came in and first saw <laughs> Johnny B. Bad. Like, I, I'd want to know. I'd want the thought bubble above his head of what he actually thought. Oh, it contained the F word. It might have contained the N word. Like, like does Watts realize this dude is like, at what what point? Go ahead. I think he looked at it disgustedly and said, you know, here's the thing. Dusty really likes this guy. So while it's objectionable to me, I got bigger fish to fry, so I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, I think, you, I think you're I think on to something. Like, Dusty probably was like, let me tell you something, Bill. This kid here, this kid got talent. If you'd have seen and him like, before I put this Dusty, gimmick on him. Dusty, it's not going to work. He's, you, you can't put a black gay man out there. What are we doing? And Dusty kept on. He's like, all right, fine. I'll let you have it. 
let me tell you something, Bill. This here, look here. If you'd seen this kid before, before I put this wonderful, beautiful gimmick on him, I'm telling you, man. You, you, you just, you just couldn't imagine how bad the old gimmick was. It's he was just a job. Picture. I mean, look at him. He's over. They don't care that he's a that he's a gay black man in America in the South. They just sitting there cheering him. Listen to him, Bill. They like him. Go, go listen to his promos, Bill. He know what he know what he's doing. He's taking my help. He understands. You know all what right, I'm, I'm going to say that's all right. But if, if it causes me any problems uh, with the North Tower, I'm going to have to uh, pull the plug. But for now, I'll let you have it. Little did he know he was going to cause his own problems with the North Tower. <laughs> you, you, do you know? I, I, we'll talk about this next year when he's canned. You do know that he did that interview that got him canned before he was even in WCW in 92. It didn't yes. happen while he was okay. At least I, I, I think my timeline's right there. So um, next match, Dan Spivey is here. He's wow. taking on Ian Weston. Go ahead, Doc. So, so has he been here and just not on TV like Bill Irwin, or just he's coming in for a shot, or what are we doing? You want me to look it up? No, I don't really care. Okay, because that's what, that's the difference between you and Hopper. I was like, hold on. He's, and then Hopper's like, I don't, I don't care that much. Well, you asked the question. I'm just trying to help. Yeah. Uh, but he beats the piss out of Ian Weston. Yeah, he does. That's my note. He, It's complete and utter dominance. He's a big fella with bad hair. Yeah. Uh, we're not Spivey fans on this show uh, for his time in this promotion. I don't think it's he all that He killed the varsity club. Remember that bullcrap? No, I don't want him? to. It makes me it makes me sad. God, his promos with the Varsity Club. Ugh. Hey, I need you to do something. This is the only commercial I want to talk about. It's one oh four thirty five. You yeah, don't even have to back. put the sound on. All right. So we're at one oh four thirty. I'm gonna hit play. Uh what are we looking for here? What's the product? Well, that's a crest commercial. You mean this okay. one? Yes. I saw this. Yeah. I'm not a woman. How do you want me to answer this? What is it? It's a panty liner. What What do you okay. want me to say? Do the people at the Always Company look and go, man, you know where we really, an underserved market we really need to get into is the wrestling business. Okay, remember what, what I said about these commercials. They're bought by the station and meted out instead of yeah. specific. Yeah, I don't think this is a... Because remember when they had that thing, the Today's Sponge? And it was... it was. I don't know how to describe it other than to say it, a woman inserted it inside of her and it soaked up stuff. I don't... I don't, I don't know. I'm not... Do you not remember that commercial? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I feel like that there's no way that's healthy product play. I mean, women, more women watch wrestling back then, but at the same time, it's not, I but don't they're think they're all they past were, the, the point of needing panty liners. They need depends. Well, I don't think it will. I don't think a today's, I don't think, I think this was just a TBS spot, not necessarily a wrestling one. Like they, they weren't putting out on the ring post or on the ring skirt. Can you imagine if you saw Hopper would be like, what is this? <laughs> oh, man. 
let me tell you something, baby. This is what we need. We need to get us some, some, uh, what was the product name, Doc? It was a panty liner, but what, the, what, was, what was the product name, Bubba? I'm mixing chic and, and God, I don't know how to re on I'm too busy focusing <laughs> on what character I'm dealing with to answer any questions. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Bubba. All right, let's keep let's continue. Hey, we're gonna we went to commercial. We come back, and now it's time for uh, Watts to uh, fillet himself some more. Here it is. Back everyone at WCW Saturday night. In just a few moments, we'll be talking to Steve, Doctor Death, Williams, and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Bill, it was on July the fifth when they won the world title. July the twelfth, they won the NWA title. They've changed the course of tag team wrestling in seven days. And like you say, they got all the gold. They have the things that everybody wants. They've consolidated the NWA and the WCW World's Tag Team title, this one team. They'll have everybody shooting at them, just like uh, Vinny Vegas and his partner Diamond Dallas Page. Everybody wants a piece of them, but I'll guarantee you, you better remember the Bulldog from Michigan and his brother Scotty, because I can promise you one thing. Doc and Gordy, you've lived up to your billing, but it's only the beginning. It certainly isn't the end. Fans, we're going to show you the finals of this NWA tournament. Remember, this was the third event that Rhodes and Wyndham had wrestled. It was a grueling battle. And here's how Williams and Gordy won the NWA World Tag Team Tournament just this past Sunday in Albany at the Great American Bash pay-per-view. All right, Doc, any thoughts on Watts just kind of putting over Gordy and Dr. Death here winning the NWA tag titles? That's his guys. Yeah. Healer yeah, baby. Yeah, those are his dudes. Arn had an interesting take on them coming in, too. Oh, really? What was that? In the episode where they covered July of 92, so the next month, he just was like, look, I, I know they're bad. I know they're badasses. But he's like, they come in and just, tear things up like they're put over right away and he just felt like you know he respected dr death and gordy he just felt like like bring them in have them do a bunch of squash matches before you do what you're about to do with them it seemed like he felt their acceleration into what they are right now just happened way too quick and I don't know if I totally agree with him because, I mean, we knew who they were. I did. You did. So it's kind of, I, I don't know if I totally agree with Arn. I think Arn was more mad. I think Arn's perspective is he's kind of pissed that Watts coming in and being this dictator and his tyrant. And I think that's kind of influencing his thoughts on them being just shot to the moon real quick because they are over. I'm like, you know, Dr. Death, I knew who he was from Mid-South. He was a UWF champion. We knew Gordy. I mean, we can't drool over him enough. Man, I can't. He He's entered my top five all time these days. He's badass. Like, so I don't know if I totally agree with Arn, but I do kind of see where he was coming from with how quick it happened. But again, they're what Terry Gordy do? and Dr. Death. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like it's fine, bro. I feel, I, I don't. I don't yeah. know if I totally agree with Arn there, but I kind of see hey, where he's coming Arne from. Arn Anderson's up there for us. We respect the man, but we don't have to agree with everything that comes out of his mouth. There ain't nobody alive that I agree with that everything comes out of his mouth except the Jesus. You ain't agree with all that. What? You I really think he turned water into wine? I'm about to piss off somebody. <laughs> he, I said that comes out of his mouth that 
turning water into wine come out of his mouth? Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you there, bro. All right, you so you got this, before, you want to turn this into a Bible class real quick? No, not really. I'm not for I, that. It, um, I got no, no. Hey, um, do you have anything else from Watson Jim Ross when they threw to the replay of Gordy and Doctor Death winning the NWA titles at the pay per view? I did not because we're going to hear from Gordy and Williams now. The only other thing I'd want to add is if you remember when they announced the tournament for the NWA tag titles, it wasn't like they promoted that the NWA champs would be sticking around. They at first kind of just were like. You know, we're just going to crown NWA tag champs. They made it sound like it was completely separate from WCW, although WCW was hosting it. But I guess in storyline, they didn't plan for Dr. Death and Gordy winning them. And after they win the world titles, which they've now won the WCW and the NWA. So I guess now they're going to stick around. And why am I talking about this like it's real? I don't know. Anyway, just wanted to add that to it. We are going to hear now from Gordy and Dr. Death. Here it is are in order for this team and ladies and gentlemen as you heard cowboy bill watts mention a lot of people are gunning for big van vader i understand you guys have an interest obviously in the world's heavyweight title well hey jim ross it's like this you know we want all the gold man we went out and got a bunch of it right here but we want the rest of it doctor myself at any time will take on big von vader you know now let me just tell you a little bit about this right here we went out and we did what we said we was going to do. We've got all the gold right here. We did it all, Jim. And let me just say this. As far as the Steiners, as far as the Steiners, and as far as Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes, and as far as Nikita Koloff and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, they wrestled hard. They wrestled their hearts out. But there is no way, there is no way possible that any of them teams can beat this team right here. All right, Doc, a lot of other teams, including the Dangerous Alliance Press, coming after these belts as well. You know, Jim, even Paulie can get his pallies out here, too. Bobby Eaton, Arn Anderson, Dustin, Nikita Koloff, Steamboat, it doesn't matter. We prove for the whole world and for you van vader hey look at these two tough men we're going in for you too pally we need your belt right in our corner because i'm telling you what with our lawyers representatives from japan i'll tell you what they're smiling awful big with over there in japan the yin's up daddy all right, the, there you hear from the greatest tag team in the world today. They got the goal to prove it, and, and we'll be back. Uh, Terry Gordy is a much better promo than Dr. Death. I'm I don't know, to... but Dr. Death popped me when he said the yen's up, daddy. Now, that was some funny <laughs> stuff at the end of it. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was Mate good. Gordy's like, hey, man, those boys are rough and tough, but we got all the golden hate. I don't care if Van Vader is a heel too. We'll take his. Yeah. Ah, Gordy's just so good. We said what we were going to do and we did it. Ah, just a big old bone, big bone, raw hillbilly boy that don't mind kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. Any other thoughts for the wrestling business needs more of that? I'm going to tell you that right now. Especially today. That's Especially today. Especially in today's environment. Especially. We will continue. We go to commercial and come back. It's time for 
the new world heavyweight champion, Big Van Vader, to take on Scott Allen and Terry Brunson in a handicap match. I mean, it's a handicap match. Vader beats the dog doo-doo out of these two. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know what else to add other than that. Doc, your thoughts? I love that the, he's the champ and he's fighting handicap matches. That's a sign of dominance right there. I like that they have him out right after the pay-per-view because that's good. It's establishing the new lay of the land going forward. Is he – you said that this was recorded on the 14th, so that's after – the bash correctly correct yeah yeah the bash was the 12 okay, so we didn't or, have any gymnastics yeah. there no 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 they they i like the way they timed this taping where it's okay. after it and then fucking baiters just look at him pummeling this dude in the head yeah he is then jesus then then this is where watt says that flair and luger have been calling him Oh, I missed that in my notes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's got to be full of crap right now. As as he says that. Right. There's no way. I guess there's not no way, but yeah, it's just Bill just kind of saying shit. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I guess it's possible. I mean, he knew both of them. It's not like he didn't know them, but yeah, I don't know if I believe that. Uh, any other thoughts? Vader just, he threw some punches in this match at these two that just, and some lariats that just were like, Live he, he was swinging for the fences. I mean, the only thing that would have been worse if he did. Yeah. And the choke slam, he, it's like he's taking a bag of ice and just flinging it at the concrete to shatter it. Yeah, Vader wins. And uh, that was my note. Let's go now to Vader and Harley Race's promo uh, after the match. Uh, here that is. And here we are with the new heavyweight champion of the world, Cowboy. All eyes, as the vice president of WCW, I just want to officially congratulate him for winning the world's title and his first appearance on TV for he and Harley Race. And Jim, I'll leave the interview with you. All right, well, I want to tell you something. I know that Sting has that rematch coming, Harley Race. And what... I know he's preparing hard for that, but that match is coming up very, very soon. Well, let me tell you this, Mr. Ross. This man right here doesn't care when it's coming up. He has no fear of anything on the face of this earth. I don't think that you could hit him with a Mack truck and put a dent in him. That's how confident he is, and that's how confident I am in him. This man can do anything on earth. All right, Van Bader, your comments from the new champion. Hey, I want to thank the WCW and Mr. Bill Watts for the opportunity to show the power of Vader. And I want to thank Steve for a good fight, because that's what it was, a good fight. But I took Sting to the school of pain, and he passed with flying colors. I took Steve's most prized possession. And now he wants a rematch? What's left, Sting? What's left? Your pride? Bring your pride. And I'll take that next time. Brother, bring your pride. Bring it on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I wanted to play it only because, you know, you, you got a lot of We Want Sting chants. They're, the folks are 
they're bought into Sting. I mean, like you, we play around and talk and joke, and you hate Sting, but they're bought into him. It's not bullcrap. You know what I mean? Well, and they they're working real hard to make it to keep him strong in the promos throughout this show. Yeah, Vader should have come out and like pushed Watts out of the way and said, "Get out of here, old man," Boy, and just been great. even more dominant. Instead, he thanked him for the opportunity. What the fuck's that? That's Watts stroking himself. Because you're absolutely right. Why? He's Big Van Vader. He doesn't care that you're Bill Watts, a former professional wrestler, or former tough guy. You're an old man now. I'm, I'm the you know captain in this ship. I'm the world champion. But you know, Watts probably told him to do that. I mean, I'm speculating. I have no clue if that's what happened, but it just feels the tyrant. The, the the part of me that feels Bill Watts is a tyrant is why I say that. Yeah, I got you. We go to commercial. We come back, and I don't get this at all here. This this really pissed me off. Terry Taylor and Bobby Eaton um, versus the Steiners. Once again, I'm going to reference Arn Anderson here. Arn had a lot of complaints about Bill Watts. Arn, even at some point in his show, has talked about Watts and dealing with Arn's contract. I think this was a Bill Watts thing, just trying to mix things up, trying to maybe throw a little cold water on Arn and Bobby. Why is Bobby Eaton tagging with Terry Taylor here? I have no clue. And when I listen to what Arn says in his June of 92 and July 92 episodes about this time period. It just makes me feel Watts was just throwing a little cold water on him. He knew Arn's contract was coming up in like six months or so, I believe. And I just feel like that was part of it, which doesn't make any sense because it's Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton. The only other thing I could think of to try to assume some positive intent here was that maybe somebody had travel issues or couldn't get there or had an issue and they just mashed them together. Cause otherwise this doesn't make any sense. If we're still the dangerous Alliance is Terry Taylor. Part of that. Why are our guys fighting with other guys outside of it? Unless it's a special deal. It just doesn't make any sense. No sense whatsoever. Now we also find out here cause the Steiners are out there. We asked this at the uh, pay-per-view. They're not hurt. So they're, they're ready to go. That's what I was telling you. I was like, I don't think they hurt. Okay. You were right. I mean, you know, hey, how does it feel? How does it feel? This is a new feeling for you. So I just want to make sure you enjoy it. I'm about to look up something, but you know what else is funny about um about the pay-per-view? You know who else wasn't on it? Uh Ron Simmons. No, we talked about that. Arn you know who else wasn't on it? Where was Arn Anderson? No Arn Anderson. We got too many guys on the roster. If we're, I mean, maybe watch his start cutting some folks. Now, we had Hayes and Garvin on there, with, but we had no Arn Anderson. Hmm. I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just saying, man. We, 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 there's just a lot of stuff going on. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You were asking about um, this is a July 18th taping. You were asking. What I want to see, what I'm trying to look up is I want to see if Arn was at this taping. Okay, while you're doing that, 
I'll tell you that the Steiners are still over uh, oh, yeah. big time with this crowd. Um, so it's a huge miss that we're not going to have them at pay-per-views at the, during this time. And I just don't get it. Now, the other thing is, so I'm going to keep going while you're looking stuff up. Yeah, go ahead. It's a quick, it's a quick match. Yeah. And in the schmas and stuff, fucking obviously Terry Taylor eats the pen, but it's like, what did we accomplish right there? I don't know what we're doing, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Arn, Arn is at the taping. Because he's okay. on next week. So Arn, Arn, Arnie Anderson is there. Yeah, he's at the taping. I, I don't I don't know. Um, Any other thoughts on the match? Not really, no. It's not like I, I need to be clear here. This match ain't bad. It's not like it's a terrible match. The Steiners do their thing. I mean, there was at one point Eaton pulls the top rope down as Taylor uh, sent him into the ropes and Scott Steiner spills to the floor. It looked really good. Uh, Scott does a double arm underhook, uh, power, double arm underhook powerbomb on Taylor, makes the hot tag to Rick. Everyone, there's everybody's getting slammed around right there. Look at Rick Steiner just slam Taylor. Um, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff good stuff uh there's a bulldog off the second rope and stein rick steiner pins taylor for the win so i I have no problem with steiner the steiner brothers being booked strong here it just feels really weird that it's bobby eaton and terry taylor especially when arn is here i believe arn wrestles nikita next week the finish was kind of cool because rick steiner's pinning taylor and bobby's trying to get to him and scott holds down bobby to not let him get to the pin but uh it's just um it's a good match. It just doesn't, you know. I don't. I don't know why we don't have Arn and Bobby out there. That just always makes me mad. Doc, we then go to a Steiner Brothers promo, which uh, it's meat and potatoes. I thought it served its purpose. They just say they aren't done with Gordy and Doctor Death, and they want their belts back. But I don't have anything else from it. Did you? No, I, I, my my exact word was like just I need more Gordy and Williams and Steiners. That's all. Do you have anything then from the next promo, which is Dusty? Um, my note here is that Dusty got jealous of Watts talking so much, and so he got himself <laughs> out there. I said the same thing. I was like, okay, so Dusty got tired of Bill Watts verbally filating himself, so Dusty comes out to give his opinion on the world title situation. He does call Van Vader the bull of the woods in WCW, the new bull of the woods, I'm sorry. And then he talks about Sting, who needs to turn it up a notch if he wants to get it back. And then he talks about Ron Simmons and Dr. Death. And he claims, you know, they're chasing that title too. And then they give an update on Steamboat, who who they say they claim has injured ribs that were suffered at the Great American Bash on a backbreaker attempt. And um, I don't have anything else from it. But I do believe, like you, it's like, oh, Dusty heard Bill Watts talking for so much. He's got to get out there and get his stuff in too because he cannot be forgotten. And uh, I have nothing else. Doc, did you have anything else from it? Just one thing is, is it did sound like at the end that Dusty was like, I'm still the bull of the woods, Vader. So is he challenging Vader? Yeah, that didn't make sense. And no, he's not challenging Vader. Yeah. Yeah. That's that thing that you always talk about where it's easy for us to, to tell these old farts to step away, let the young kids handle things. We We can do it. 
And but at the end, when you get to that age, you're you you never want to let go because you think about the lifetime it took you to achieve the things that it took you to achieve. And I'm supposed to just let some young guy now just take over. No, we don't think that's that's not how you think. And that's that's I think that's Dusty here when he makes that crazy statement talking about he's still the bull of the woods. Dusty, you ain't been the bull of the woods in years at this point. So we love you, but I don't know why you would say that. The next match is Larry Zabisco versus Steve Austin. And this is a singles match. So Larry Zabisco is going to work slow and walk and talk. Uh, Austin's got the new world TV title belt, which I hate. I don't like it at all. And I'll just leave it at that. There are commercials mid-match like 10 minutes into this thing. They start this thing with like 20 minutes to go. 10 minutes in, they, they go to commercial. Uh, Doc, I, I'll go to you. This is not going to be Liger and Pillman or Liger and, uh, yeah, Liger and Pillman from from the pay-per-view that we did a few months back. They're, they're going to walk slow and stretch things out here because they got 20 minutes of TV time to fill. Any thoughts? Well, Paul Lee is back. I don't know what Bill Watts is doing with Paul Lee. Yeah, and that's all I'm going to say. Like, because okay. it's going to be a while before they even, I think before they even start all the friction stuff. So I, I don't know. I don't even know how to comment because none of this makes sense to me what, what, what's going on with Paul Lee and the Dangerous Alliance being broken up, you know, so quickly. Can you go to 141.55? Oh, we're almost there. So, yeah. So uh, here we go. 141.53. Did I miss it? No, I think Larry going after Paulie made me laugh. Well, yeah, watch. And 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 I was trying to figure out if Larry did what he does on purpose here. He he looks like he's trying to slide under the ropes and he and yeah. crotches himself. Like he goes one leg's under the first rope and one leg's above it. <laughs> and that could hurt, bro. If you hit wrong yeah. and you crotch yourself on that cable, ooh, ooh doesn't feel good. Right. That was funny, right. though, the way Paulie runs. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, pretty slow. We got a big, long, abdominal bubble stretch. We're working legs. We're just... It's a good match. Don't get me wrong. I'm not critical too much. It's just that's the style that they're working. That's what you're going to get out of Zabisco, too. That's the thing. Sure. So the note that I have... He's 39 years old. Just think about that. He's He's more than a decade younger than we are right now. And we like, he's an old man right here. That's the truth. For all the time is undefeated. Here was something interesting. Or if you're watching on the video version at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTC, Steve, Steve Austin has Zabisco in like a leg uh, leg hold. Uh, I, don't even, I don't even know what to call it. it. It's not really effective, but it's not even a real submission hold if you're thinking about MMA or stuff. But the, what I find very interesting is Austin is working the leg and the crowd is chanting break it. Even though Larry is the face. So I I just like all right. And and the reason the other reason I pointed out is this is the loudest they won they were during this whole thing. Yes. This was the this was the loudest they were this entire time. Um so anyway, any other thoughts before I go to the finish, Doc? Uh no. All right. So the finish. So Paulie 
Pauly is going to get on the apron to distract Larry Zabisco, and Austin then catches Larry in a stun gun, and Austin retains his TV title. It wasn't bad. Like, the match, it's just very, very slow. <laughs> Larry Zabisco is something else. It's the slow style. I don't put this on Austin. It wasn't bad. There was nothing here. Like, there weren't botches and things like that. It's just a very slow style match. And um, that's my note. You yeah, want to add anything before I go to promote? No, okay. I think you nailed it there, bro. All right. So, we got one more promo to get to before we wrap this uh, episode up and rate it and hand out the Toot Toot Award. Let me go to that right now. Here it is. Heartfelt victory for a stunning Steve Austin, the television champion dream. I'll tell you what, that's a tremendous match, stunning Steve Austin. As a matter of fact, we're going to be joined by the television champion. Jim Ross, you tell Bill Watts to tell Ricky Steamboat that this was his last title match. If he'd rather sit home and fake a rib injury than to come out here and wrestle for this, then I don't even care. That's it. All right, well, I'll be glad to deliver the message. I think uh, Calvin may have heard that himself, Green. Tell you what, I heard that myself, and I'll deliver the message. I'm sure Ricky Steamboat will hear that, and the message be loud and clear. Ricky Steamboat, what a great program, WCW Saturday night you got going for you here. Tomorrow night on the on the main event, my man Magnum T.A. Joe Giovanni, it's been a tremendous night here. WCW, we've been hooking him up. Fans, for all of us here at WCW Center Stage, for Cowboy Bill Watts, and the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. I'm Jim Ross saying good night, everybody. I'm on mute. Uh, any thoughts on the finish? I'm sorry, the promo right there from Austin and what he had to say. Austin sounds like a million bucks. What I don't like is he's the TV champion going out and challenging and talking shit about people that he, we haven't seen him wrestle. So I don't quite get that unless they're trying to shoehorn something in. But I think there's a better way to get that program started if that's what we're doing. Maybe they were trying to like just drum up some interest at the end of the episode. Like he says that and it's like, oh, man, we got to tune back in to see what he's talking about. Maybe. And he sounds like a million bucks. Oh, God, he's. You know, you said it earlier where Nash and DDP, you're like, yeah, they got a ways to go. Bro, (laughs) oh. Austin doesn't have a ways to go at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I why don't you I, get your dog under control? It's because my mother-in-law just got here. Oh, okay. She takes forever to get out the car. So not she's not it, she's not pop-pop. Is she mom-mom? No. They just call no. her grandma. Grandma. Hey, grandma-mom. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, all right. So that's rate it hand out the toot toot award all that stuff we usually do uh, before we do so remember the only way you can access our great american bash pay-per-view review is by going to tinyurl.com slash patreon btt that is tinyurl.com slash patreon btt we don't run ads all we do is do extra content and we give you a great show each and every week so if you appreciate the fact that you don't have to constantly hit fast forward four to five times in episodes while you're listening to ads then Become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt and get in on that goodness because it is great. I got to give myself the toot toot on that one. Doc, let's rate it. Give it the, give out the toot toot at this point. What are you going to rate this one? I feel like you, you led me down a path of being harder on this episode than I was originally coming in. Sometimes we get in here and we start chopping it up and we're laughing. 
And it's like, oh, this is better. Woods. So I watched it with my buddies. Today, I feel like you drug my score down. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Maybe you should not be so easily influenced. That's true, too. I got to work on that this year. That's mm-hmm. my resolution is to not <laughs> let you have any influence on me. Right, right, right. Um, I'm going to say B+. Plus. Okay. It's a good show. I am going to agree with you and give it a B plus as well. I don't think anything's wrong with it. I'll tell you what I do appreciate. I do appreciate the fact that they gave it, they, they filmed this after the pay-per-view. So you get Vader coming out with the belt. You get Gordy and Dr. Death coming out with the belt, with their belts, like, you know, showing they want it. I don't like the fact that they, I mean, I would have loved it back then, but right now it's like, I'm being critical of how they ran it. Them showing the replays of matches that happened at the pay-per-view. It's like, what are we doing? I mean, this isn't even a week later and we can, we can actually see Vader defeat sting. That doesn't really incentivize your audience to, you know, when to, to buy the pay-per-view next time. I think that's a problem. So on that note, it's toot toot award time. Who are you going to give your toot toot award to? Now, this is a little bit tougher. Agree. All right, I'm waiting. I'm going to give <laughs> my toot toot award to Vader. Because he's the champ, and he beat up two fellas, and he's the man right now. He beat the dog shit out of those dudes. And he needed to. I mean, he whooped them. I I would hope that he went in the back and slipped them an extra 50 each, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to give mine to Vader, too. I, I think he's the world champion. He believe he got the award when we did the pay-per-view <laughs> he deserves it we don't give out flowers here we give out flowers but it's always in a sarcastic way but vader i'm going with vader as well if i were giving out flowers which is not a good thing it's going to bill watts because i just need him to shut the hell up sometimes it's he drowns I, like let jim ross do his well, job that's true, but let's also give Watts some credit. We're seeing more promos, and I like that. I do agree. And the one thing we really need to toot Bill Watts's horn for is, assuming he is the one who finally put the nail in the coffin with the talk show format, we probably should be like, you know what, Bill, thank you for doing that. That was a, I mean, I that was miss a good it. thing. No, you don't. I love how Harper changed the tune on the on the talk show format when I told you to tell him you liked it, and all of a sudden he was like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that just about wraps things up on this week's episode. Once again, please consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. It is a great way to support the show and get tons of extra content. We have really, in December, I know we're in January now, but in December, so much content dropped 
Rasslers, the Netflix docuseries. We reviewed all of those. There was a Clash that dropped, Clash 19, I believe it was. There was Beach Blast that dropped. There was the Great American Bash. So there was just tons of Patreon shows. Also, Lance and I covered Clash, um, not Clash of the Champions. What was the name of the AWA and and world-class pay-per-view? Super Clash 3. Lance and I covered that uh, as well on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Lots of good stuff there. Like I said, we we pumped out some content during the month of December. It might have been the most content in terms of minutes and hours pumped out. We've done a lot of shows, but they may have been smaller shows. But in December, we put a lot of a lot of hours of content out with all the pay-per-view reviews, clash reviews, and whatnot. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Be like the crankmaster Javorski, who's an idiot. He listens to uh, he he is a supporter of the show. Be like him and sign up and become a patron. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Shout out to Brother Dave. I heard from him recently. I know he's going through a little rough time right now. But uh, Brother Dave said, man, the shows keep me going. Everything's great. And I love it. He even said, I've been going back and listen to older shows as well uh, from like the, you know, 86, 87 time period. And I always like when I hear people do that. Hey, Doc, I want to tell you this before we go. Someone reached out to me. Not someone. I'll say his name, Irvin. Uh, he's a longtime patron, Hall of Famer. He said he found the clip of Hopper talking about his friend having relations with a deaf woman. Mm. Would you believe it is on the same episode of Smoky Mountain Wrestling that Jim Ross makes his Smoky Mountain Wrestling debut wow if that's not fit i don't i I don't think i ever realized it at the time we literally said thank you to bob coddle and welcomed in jr after harper talked about his friend um having relations with a deaf woman is that not on brand what i could say to that is there is certainly a lot of unmined gold out there for you if you have not listened to the past. And to be honest, a lot of it we can't point you to because we don't remember. So go out there and it's like a giant Easter egg hunt. Um, we know it's there, a lot of stuff, but we could not tell you. When you've done a thousand shows, it's, it's impossible to tell somebody where something might be. The first year or so, I could be like, yeah, I remember it was around episode 30. Man, once we started doing Smoky Mountain a year and a half in and, you know, we were kicking out two free shows a week, it became impossible to tell folks where something was discussed. No. It just it just it just, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um. By the way, as I say that, let me tell you all that epi- that is episode of the Smoky Mountain show, it is episode, I'm pulling up the email now, episode 142 of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So we were we were, we were almost episode 150 at that point. Episode 142, it is around the nine minute mark where Harper talks about his friend having relations with a, um, with a deaf woman. Yeah. When they were in their 20s. Well, I mean, look, it was, here's the thing. It, 
it was consenting. It wasn't like it was. <laughs> do you remember? The, do you remember what he said? He, the the guy was still living with his parents at the time. <laughs> so he took her home, and the parents were home. But he was in his twenties. It wasn't like he was a teenager. They were both in their twenties. <laughs> and he's like, and Hopper's like, bro, she's screaming and making all these noises. And he he's like, did your parents wake up? He's like, no, I don't think so. Mm. <laughs> I don't. Oh man, yeah. Let's roll on that note. I don't know if we're gonna do anything else. Thanks for listening, everybody. Doc, you got anything else before we get out of here? Not a damn thing. Man, what an episode! <laughs> All right, Doc. Uh, you want to hit the tagline, or you want me to? I'll let you do it this time. All right, book it.